0: Hey, welcome to the Sermon Series from Life Church Green Bay. It's our mission to bring the life-giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We're so glad you're here. If this is your first time joining us, we want to do life with you. While you're listening, fill out the hello card on our website so we can connect with you. Visit lifechurchgreenbay.com forward slash hello to fill it out. Make sure to check the I'm new here and online options while filling out the card. Again, we're so glad you're with us today here's this week's message. Open your Bibles back to Matthew chapter 6, Matthew 6. And I say this every week, but if you haven't downloaded the Bible app yet, we'd love for you to download that. It's, It's a free app that you can get on your smartphone. You can go through all the notes and scriptures. You just have to click on more, go to events, Life Church Green Bay will be there. But they have devos, they have reading plans, they have So many translations, it's a great app to have. But if you do want a physical Bible, we'd love for you to go to our Welcome Center on your way out, and we'd love to give you one for free. If you're watching online, I am so glad you guys are here. I'm glad you guys are watching from all over the place, from different devices. Welcome, so glad you're here. I'm so glad you guys are here. I am so excited. I've been really loving this series so far. And we've been in a series called Margins where we're talking about making space and leaving room for God to work in our lives. And last week I talked about how we need to make the most and put margin into our days because God has asked us to make the most of our 24 hours that he's given us. And last week I was in Matthew chapter 6 also, but I felt like I kind of glossed over a few verses. And so I want to go back to those verses. I want to go back to where we were. And I really want to focus in on just a couple verses today. So let's go to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to start reading verse 31. And this is what it says in the NIV, which I love. And it says, uh, So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you, he knows what you need, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The title of my message this morning is called, first... Things first. Can we pray? Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for what's just happening in this service this morning. I thank you, Jesus. There's a bunch of people who are going after you. And I know it's sounding loud and crazy and, and maybe for some of us, we weren't used to that or we didn't grow up that way. But Lord, I just thank you that we're seeing real life transformation happen. And so Lord, as we get in your word, I pray, Lord, that this word would not cause us to go to checklists, but go to intimacy with you. Lord, be with every aspect of this message. I pray, Lord, it would not stay here. Our city, our people need the life-giving message of Jesus in their life. And I pray that we'd give it to them in Jesus' name. Amen. So the year is 1988. I'm only five years old at the time, but I am introduced to a TV show that will forever change my life, and that TV show is called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know, so I'm getting some laughs. I know where some of our ages are at, but I remember being blown away by that TV show from the theme song. Teenage Mutant Ninja... I mean, here's the thing. There was a sound effect that happened before the song went that got my attention. Like a dog wanting a treat. I was like... Like as soon as I heard the uh, teenage, I was like, it's on, it's on, it's on right now. I mean, I would run to whatever TV it could so I could watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, I was hooked on this. I love the characters. I mean, all the characters, not just the turtles. I love the bad guys. I love Casey Jones, April O'Neil, Splinter. They had a sensei, sensei that was a rat. I mean, it was Amazing. I love the words that they gave me and brought into my five-year-old life, words like totally radical and cowabunga, dude. I love that they made pizza a big deal, that if we could eat it all the time, we should. I love that they put weird toppings on it. I was like, who would eat that? The turtles would. And I just was such a big fan of it to the point. I wanted Ninja Turtles everything. So if there was a T-shirt, Man, I wanted to wear it. If they had Ninja Turtles cereal, which they did, and it wasn't that great, but I still liked it. I made myself eat it all the time. And if the Ninja Turtles came out with a musical that was a little weird, called Coming Out of Our Shells, as a Turtles fan, you made yourself like it. In fact, you sang the songs because I was all about turtles. But the biggest thing I loved... I love that this TV show came out with toys. And a lot of them, a lot of cool toys, a lot of weird toys. They had baseball versions, Spaceman, everything. But they also had the play sets. And I remember when this play set came out, this was, this play set, I was like, oh my goodness. The Teenage Mutant Eternal Sewer playset. But here's what my five-year-old mind thought. Mom, Dad, this is a deal. I mean, look at it. This playset comes with Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, Bebop, Rocksteady, a foot soldier, Shredder. I mean, they're all in there. We got to get this before it sells out. I mean, this is such a great deal. They get a playset with all of the figures until my parents showed me the back of the box. The back of the box had this great line that still haunts me that says, figures sold separately. My heart sank. Figures sold separately. So I have to get the figures first. And I think about that. And I think about this scripture. And I see parallel, parallels in that. Where Jesus is talking to us. And he's, he's getting us through this mindset of scripture. Where we're talking about worry and anxiety. And, and he wants us to walk in fullness. But he understands for us to walk in fullness We need the kingdom of God first. And this isn't the first time we see this in scriptures. Jesus didn't blow people's mind. We actually see this in the very beginning of his word. So I want to go to Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. Genesis chapter four. I want to start reading verse one, and it says this. Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, With the Lord's help... I have produced a man! Which I love at the exclamation point. I mean, she was like so excited about that. Later she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of the crops as a gift to the Lord. But Abel also brought a gift. The best portions of the firstborn lamb from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel And his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. So, a couple of things stick out in this scripture that I think is so important. And the first thing is that the Bible shows us that giving is more than an amount, but the importance of what you give. See, Cain presented some, whereas Abel gave the best portions of the first. But here's the second thing that sticks out to me. God did give up on Cain. Now for me, growing up in Sunday school, I didn't get that part. Like I got the story of Cain and Abel where it's okay, Cain and Abel come, Cain gives some, Abel gives the best. God loves that. Cain's mad and then he kills his brother. Spoiler alert if you don't know that portion yet. But it does happen. I don't get the part. I wasn't taught as a kid that God goes to him and pretty much was like, "Cain, there's still time. You just have to do what's right. And if you don't, sin will control you." But what's the thing he had to do was right. He just had to put God first, and seeing that putting God first is important in a relationship with Him, how do we margin that? How do we make space for us to put God first? So, if you're taking notes, I really only have one point, kinda, and it's this: How do we put? Uh, do how do we margin putting God first? We make God a priority. So, in the word. Seek first the kingdom. That word seek in the Greek is the tale, which is to look for, to seek out, to obtain, to desire, to possess. So to seek first the kingdom of God means I need to desire to obtain and to possess all that God has for me before anything else. I need to make him a priority. And when we make God a priority, that means he gets the first and he gets the best. But well, what does he get in the first and the best of our lives? What can we do like Abel did? Well, I think there's a couple of things we could do. I think we, if we make God a priority, he, make, he gets the first and the best of our time. Meaning, before anyone else gets our time, God gets our time. And I'm going to margin that for him because I got to give him the first and the best. I've been there where I've given him the first, but not the best where you just wake up and you open your Bible and you fall asleep in it. It's the first, but it's not the best. So I realize if I need to get God the first and the best, I need to wake up and give myself time. Coffee's allowed, I'm just saying. It helps. But I want to get into his word. I want to understand, like I said last week, where I can get to scripture and say, what does this mean? And how can I apply it to my life? I want to have a prayer moment that will help me through. But giving God the first and the best of our time doesn't just mean the first of the day, but first of every moment. Meaning, if you're going through something and you want to go to panic and anxiety, no, 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 we got to seek first the kingdom of God. So in the middle of that moment where I want to do this, I need to go to God. That when I am weary and I want to give up and I want to quit, instead of going to that, I need to seek him first and find that word that will help me through the situation I'm in. When I'm in a dispute and I want to do what I used to do, I need to stop and seek him first and allow him to do the unthinkable in my life. So it's more than just the beginning of the day, but the beginning of every moment. And when we do that, he's a priority in our life. He is a priority in every situation that we go through, through every strategy, through every plan. We seek him first. So not only does he get the first and best of my time, but he gets the first and the best of our talents. That God is blessed me with something he doesn't want hidden, but used for his glory. Pastor Stephanie and I were kind of talking about the story of Cain and Abel, and, and I love what she said. I, I, she said, I wonder if it was easier for Abel to give his best because he understood from the beginning that he didn't create what he was giving. Whereas maybe Cain, because Abel shepherd, but it said Cain cultivated the land. So I wonder in those moments of cultivating and digging and doing the work where he was like, no, you're lucky I'm giving you anything at all. But here's some, because I did the work, I did the sweat. My back is bent. Whereas Abel goes, this is yours. I'm thankful you gave it to me. And I'm going to give it back to you. But I'm going to give you my best. And it's easy for us, especially when we have talent that we put energy and effort into. It's hard for us to say, you want me to give God the first of that? Because we have this mindset that we need to flip. We have this mindset that I work so hard for this. This isn't a blessing. And we need to flip that to because he has blessed me, I'm going to work so hard at this. I'm going to give him what comes easy to me. I'm going to give him where people go, how can you do that? And you go, I don't know. That's a blessing from God. And I'm going to seek him with it. I'm going to give it to him first. I want him to be glorified in it. And you go, how can I do that? Like, how am I supposed to go in my daily life with that? Again, I make time and margin to say, God, use my words and my actions, the abilities you've given me. I pray that you get glorified in it. Even if I'm not allowed to say Jesus or God, or can I pray for you? I pray you still would help me and guide me through the fruits of the spirit that will come out of me. Because God wants us to have joy in our workplace. I'm telling you, your boss may start coming to church when you just start showing up on time. I'm just saying. I mean, you guys are already way too quiet. Like just, it's, it, I was just kidding, okay? I know. Last week was just, I had a fluke. Who told you? I'm not, I'm just saying. But what if we show up early and we don't clock in? Just because we want to make sure we're Ready? To welcoming people with a smile, where people are coming in and you're like, "Good to see you. What is with her?" Every day she's smiling. Every day she's so happy. Why doesn't she have the case of the Mondays? Like imagine the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Imagine if that came out of us in our cubicles, in our meetings, even the bad meetings, where we take it with teachability. Like, what's wrong with you? I just, I just yelled at you. Uh-huh. And, I, and you know what? And you're right. Shouldn't have done that. And I won't do it again. Stop smiling like that. It's a little weird. But God has given us talents and abilities that he's saying, you know what? If you give it to me first, I will do so many things with it that you don't even think you can do. And you have to understand that giving God your talents first doesn't have to start here. In fact, it's more effective There. It's more effective in our community, in our church community, in our neighborhoods. And I know some of you guys, no, pastor, I got a voice. Cool. Use it to speak out his glory. Use it to speak it out. Going back to the workplace. I mean, I, nothing, and there's nothing better than someone whistling while they work. Some of you are annoyed by that. Like, no, 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 don't encourage that. I work with some of these people and they've been wanting to whistle. But imagine if we give God The glory first, saying, God, I know you gave this to me. Here's one thing that's funny. I wasn't going to talk about this. But some of us have a talent that God has blessed us with a job with. But because we have a job in it, we go, I don't want to serve in that either. Because I already do it five days a week. But if we flip the script, I know it's getting even quieter now. Gosh, what is with all the guilt trips? And we say, you know what? Because he's blessed me with that ability, I'm going to start with it on Sunday and believe that he's going to carry it through me through the week. Like imagine we had some school teachers who said, you know, I'm going to serve in kids first. What happens where like that kid that just drives you crazy comes to you and says, sorry, like, whoa, oh, God is real. And he's working. And he's moving. This is awesome but we gotta believe for those things. I'm running out of time, I gotta go, I gotta go. All right, so we gotta give God our first and our best of our time, our talents, and our treasures. Here's what I love, Matthew 6, 21 says this, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. It's important to hear that scripture because a lot of us have been told and have been corrected and thought that God wants our money. He doesn't want your money, he wants your heart. But he just knows that he ha- if he has that tithe, if he has that offering, then he has your heart. And that's all he wants. He's saying, you know what? The tithe, it's not like he's up in heaven going, oh, God, thanks for that tithe. Can't pay rent, but can pay rent now. Thank you. Like, no. But he knows he has your heart. And he knows he has your heart when you're like, this is hard, but I'm taking the step today. We already did the offering, okay? Don't worry, like, don't freak out. But if you feel compelled, there is boxes in the back. But, but how do we even put that first? How do we do the best in that? We gotta budget it. It's all it's honest. We just have to. My wife and I, um maybe eight years ago, started using this app called Every Dollar. It's a free app. They do have a paid version. I know this because all the time they're like, you want the paid version? And I'm like, mm, I'm okay with the free version. So, but it's a budgeting app. But what I love about the app is at the very top it says tithe. So it tells me, before I even look at the rest of my bills, before I even budget anything else, I'm gonna give God what's his. And can I tell you, there's been some times in those moments where God goes, I want you to bring it up a little bit. And I'm like, what? I don't know if we're gonna be able to pay the rest if I do that. Can I tell you? And I I was in the bathroom one time crying because I was budgeting and I go, I don't know. But we do the budget. And I was able to pay every bill and put more in savings than I thought I could because I, because he had my heart. That's all he wants. He just wants your heart. And he says, just give me your heart. See what I can do. If you give me your first and your best. And that's how we can make margin for it. So now we, we understand that it says, so seek first the kingdom of God. And the Bible could easily say, seek first the kingdom of God, because I said so. He could say that. He's a, he's a just God. He's a holy God. But thank God he's a loving God. Because it doesn't end that way. It doesn't end. And there's two things that I think we receive when we make God our priority. Here's the two. When we make God our priority, he will bless what's secondary and he will reveal what's necessary. Let's go to the first one. He will bless what's secondary. Secondary. Meaning, we serve a loving God who wants to love us and bless us. But God is a gentleman, He won't force Himself on you. But when you give Him the first and when you give Him the best, blessings are just a byproduct of it. It just comes out of Him. And we see it in Scripture, we see it in the main Scripture. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. What are all these things? It's the things we worry about. The things we go, what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? A drink? What are we going to wear? He goes, you know what? If you seek me first, I'm going to cover it all. I'm going to handle every situation. And we could walk on that scripture alone, but the Bible is full of so many moments where God says, when you're obedient, I will unlock blessings in your life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. So right there, I'm going to trust you before I trust my understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And I love that because he knows us as people. We could easily say on a Sunday, okay, I'm going to trust you. But then Monday we're like, I don't know if I could trust you anymore. And he's saying in all your ways, acknowledge him. Even when that unexpected bill comes in, even when that note comes in, even when that when that notice comes in, even when things you don't expect, acknowledge him, put him first. And the promise and the blessing is he will make our path straight. It comes. Here's what I love about the tithe. Malachi 3.10, bring all your tithes to the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do so, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. He's saying, if you put me first, watch what happens. I'm going to bless you in a way that makes you panic. Like, oh, I don't know what to do with all of this. But it all comes through obedience, through seeking him first, with making him a priority. He's saying, you know what? All the secondary is covered in my blessing. And what I love is after this, he says, try it. Put me to the test. I double dog dare you. That's my version. Sorry. That's that's not in the Bible. But I could just see God doing it. Try it. Just once. And here's what I love, because we're in, we're, we're, kind of coming to the end of the 90-day challenge. Some of you guys have tried it. And I believe the testimonies are coming that people need to hear and see because he said, I did try it. I did put him first. I did give him the best. And he has given me blessings that make no sense. And I thank God for it because there are seasons that I needed it more than anything. But there's more scripture. Psalm 37 says, the Lord makes firm the steps of those who delight in him. So I delight in you. I go to you in all things. And it says he makes our steps firm. They're not shaky. They're not wobbly. Though they may stumble. I love this. Though they may stumble. Because I know some of you are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just saying that if I put them first, everything's going to go perfect. No, no. There's going to be some earthly things that happen and we may stumble and we think God is going to turn his back, but he says he will not fall for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Yes, let's get excited about that. He upholds us with his hand. So when I fall, he has me. He doesn't turn his back. And I, I need to say this when I fall and I deserve to fall, he still grabs me. I know you want to keep falling. Don't get up. Cause this is just a, just a step of where I have for you. When we make him our priority, he blesses what is secondary because we make blessing a byproduct with our obedience I'm going to obey you in all things when it doesn't make sense. And a God being a loving God who wants just all he wants is relationship with us. He says, thank you. Thank you for trusting me even when it's hard. Now I'm going to give you blessings that don't make sense. So he'll bless what's secondary, but he will reveal what's necessary. Hebrews 12:1 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses, To the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance to the race God has set before us. Here's what I love. When you put God first, there's a shifting that happens. Now there's some things that used to be first and now are second, and things that used to be second and now are third, and fourth and fifth and down the line. And what what happens with this is when we put him first, he gives us this mindset and realization and this power where we go, why did I make that first? Because you are doing so many great things in me and through me. And he'll begin to reveal things that we thought we couldn't function without will just become weights that slow us down. And for some of us, it might be a substance, a mindset, a relationship, a habit, and they just become weights that just make it harder and harder to go after God. God. And we'll find when we, he put him first and all things, we wanna constantly go to him and go to him. And there's things where we're like, why am I even focusing on this? Why am I even worrying about that? It's just a weight in me. And the great thing about this is when you put God first, you get access to him and through his Holy Spirit who will guide you and help you. I don't need to tell you what you need to stop doing. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to you But here's what I love the most. The Holy Spirit will help you lose desire for things you thought you couldn't live without. I'm serious. I know we're getting like kind of claps for that. Like it's, I want you to not just like think that. I want you to believe that. I want you to walk in that. That when you put him first, there are things you thought you couldn't live without. Watch what God does. Where you go, yeah, I haven't even touched that in like a month. I don't even know where it is. Yeah, I haven't talked to that person in, in, a, in a bit. I'm doing great. Yeah, I, even th- I, haven't, I haven't thought that way. Huh, why haven't I thought that way? Oh, I, put, I just keep going to God for everything. So when the thing tried to come up, I just kept attacking it with prayer. And I kept going to God in worship. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. So I'm just going to keep trusting him. I'm going to keep seeking him. I'm going to keep going after him. And he's just going to show you things. You're like, why did I even give that a moment of my time? It's because you have things out of order. But once you put God first, you'll begin to walk in what the Psalm says. You'll taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who take refuge in him. Refuge means I, I, take, I take shelter in him, protection in him. I go to him in all things because I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good. So why would I not keep going back to something that's good for me? I want to close with this. I want to close with a mindset of the place set. Imagine five-year-old me is revealed that the figures are sold separately on the playset, and instead of saying, all right, I'll get the toys first, I said, nope, I'm gonna get the playset first. And I take the playset home. Of course, I look at the box. The box is beautiful, it's colorful, it's got all the figures on it. I bring it home, I open it up, I ask mom and dad, can you help me put it together? And we're putting it together and it looks great. It's got a little sewer thing and a little swingy swing and all the levels. Oh, cool. Don't have the figures yet, but I got this cool play set. Oh, and it came with stickers. I could put stickers on it. Oh, little ooze thing and a little little eyeballs. and a, Oh, there's a TV. I can put that there. And it's cool. It's great. I don't have the figures yet, but I have this built play set. And I wonder if I just decided one day, you know what? I don't need the Ninja Turtles for the Ninja Turtle sewer set. I can get other toys, I can make a G.I. Joe work. I can make a He-Man work. And I try to change their name. Maybe I even get green paint and I try to paint them. I'm like, it's close enough. But in all reality, I have to step back and go, without these figures, this place that's just a shell. And that's what happens in our lives when we don't put God first. We try to build this shell of our life with all these other great things and, and maybe we started off where Jesus was the center of our lives but through time and control and comfort we've decided to do things our way and not His way and, and He's just kind of shifted to the side and now we might be at this place where it seems like everything's fine, we're coming to church we are reading our Bible, we are praying but it just doesn't feel like enough In fact, it kind of feels fake. And that's what I love about seeking him first, is that when we seek him first, we get all that he has. And it's more than just things the world can give us. I want you to understand, I'm not trying to get you to develop this checklist thing where if, okay, if I read my Bible first thing in the morning, if I pray with him the first thing in this, then he's gonna give me this and give me that. No, 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 he will give you things that this world cannot offer ever. He will bless you with things that will transform your mind and heart. It will change habits. It will restore your marriage. It will bring your kids up the right way. It will get you in a community of believers that will help you from where you are to where God wants you to be. It will give you boldness you didn't think you have, a word you didn't think you could go through. It will help you through addictions to fall off, things that you thought would be in your life forever. That is the blessings that come when we say, I'm not gonna seek this or seek that before I seek the kingdom of God. That is the blessing I am talking about. And but like Cain and Abel, God doesn't just want some of us. He wants the first. He wants the best. And this unlocks all that he has. And that's why we have to margin it. We have to margin unlocking all that he has for us. Because the Bible says that all that he has for us, we may not be able to handle, but it'll keep us going back to him. He won't force it. He wants you to welcome it. I don't know about you, but if someone told me all I have to do is put him first in all things and the blessings come naturally, why would I turn away from that? So I am going to margin seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and believe that all these things will be given to me as well. Can I pray for you? All these things will be given to us through the door of salvation. The door of salvation is Jesus. See, because sin entered the world and it separated us from God who is holy, but Jesus came and lived a perfect sacrifice on the cross, but he also took back authority when he defeated death so that we could have access to all that he has By just having a relationship with Him. So, with everyone head bowed, eyes closed, why do I do that? Because I want you to have one on one moment. I know you might be here for the first time with someone, but God wants to speak to you and He wants to ask you Are we good? Are you in a relationship with me, or you just believe? Because the Bible tells us that believing just isn't enough. We have to get to a place in our life where we make Jesus our Lord and Savior. And Lord just means, God, I'm giving you control. I'm actually able to walk in to seek first because you're the Lord of my life. You're the center of my life. So I seek you before I seek anything else. And Savior means that the the guilt and the penalty of sin and shame is wiped away because we have been saved. And so he is my Savior, and I'm going to never walk in guilt and shame again because I have a relationship with the Savior. If that's you, we're gonna do one of two things. Just gonna have you raise your hand in a moment, just look at me. And then together, all of us, we're gonna say this prayer. And some of us, we're gonna say it as a reminder, as a thank you. But others, we're gonna say it for the first time with the right heart and right mind. And we are welcoming in all that he is and all that he has for us into our lives to change and transform So if that's you and you're saying, you know, I've never done that. It's been a long time. I don't even know if I'm in right staying with him, but I don't want that to even be a question anymore. If I want to have a relationship with Jesus right now, if that's you, can you just lift up your hand and look at me? Thank you. 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 I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All these timelines. I see people saying, I don't care how old I am, I don't care how young I am. I want Jesus in my life right now. Anyone else? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I love it. Here's what I want you to do. We're gonna say it together, but for the people who raise their hand, I want you to believe these words. I want you to say, I'm going to say these words and I'm not just gonna say it to make the pastor feel good. I'm saying it for the first time and I mean everything. So I'm not gonna say it fast, I'm gonna say it right now. Jesus, I love you. Thank you for all you did on the cross. Thank you for overcoming death for me. I ask you to be my savior. I ask you to be my Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we're almost done. A couple things. I love that so many of you get decided to make that step. And here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want you to walk out these doors and just try to figure it on your own. We wanna help you. So if there's a card you could fill out, put as much information you're comfortable with, you could scan this QR code, you could do it digitally, but check the box saying, I'm choosing to follow Jesus because we wanna help you on your Jesus journey. This is a journey. God's not going to download everything right now and you're like, I'm ready! Like, it's it's not. For, for a lot of you, you're like, I'm confused! Like, and that's, I get that. But we want you to get a Bible. Either the Bible app, Paper Bible. We want to just start talking to God every day. And talking to God doesn't need, I, I need to memorize Lord prayer. No, no. Just so God, hi, I'm new to this, but I want you in my life. Please help me in Jesus' name, amen. It could be as easy as that. But the biggest thing that I need from you is to be a part of a church community. Now, it may not have to be ours. Maybe you're visiting. You're like, I don't live here. Okay, you have to find a community of believers that will help you. You need to surround yourself with people who are like, I was there too. And this is what helped. So we're a church for anybody, but not everybody. But here's what I love is we're surrounded by a lot of churches that might be the church for you. But if this is a church for you, we wanna help you. I want you to get a part of it. We have so many things. We have Discover Us happening right after this where you can get even more questions answered. We have a, a women's Bible study tomorrow right here at the church. You can get some information at the Welcome Center. We have a men's Bible study happening on Tuesdays. You can get the information at the Welcome Center. It's the same card, you just have to flip it. So I'm just saying, there's so many things. Your kids can get in our youth ministry on Wednesdays. Your young adults can come to our young adults on Thursdays. There's something for everybody to get you in a community to help you from where you are to where God has you be. Can I pray with you one more time? Maybe here you're saying, you know, I am a Jesus person. I, I, I've said that prayer a long time ago, but man, I have lived a life where I haven't put him first. And I need to start walking in the fullness he has for me. If that's you, and I know, I don't want you to rush. I don't want you to be feel, feel embarrassed. This is not This is just helping you let God transform me from the inside out, okay? This is more than church. There's more than just looking right in front of people. This is people being real, honest, and vulnerable. James 5.16 says, when we confess our sins to each other, healing comes. God wants healing to come when you just say, I want to raise my hand. So if you're not putting him first, but I'm doing it starting now, can I just have you raise your hand so I can pray with you? So Lord, for all these hands, all these bold hands saying, "I I haven't done it right, but today is the last day. And I pray in every situation, Lord, that we create people who would walk in the glory and the power and the benefits and the fulfillment of seeking you first before anything else. And Lord, more than just the blessings, I pray for testimonies to come where they thought, I thought that was gonna be in my life for the rest of my life, but God made it wait that I just needed to kick off. I have no desire because I put him first. I shifted everything. And that substance and that mindset and that relationship is now something of the past and the glory goes to God because I sought Him first. So I pray for transformation to happen starting today in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us this week. Follow our other podcasts so you can be updated when new episodes are released. We have a wide variety of podcasts to choose from. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week.